Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. I'll watch this whatever you have coming up. See how you perform. And if I think it's worth Orcus's time to actually have you draw attention to yourself as to draw attention away from us... Then we'll move forward with the plan. It's just so matter of fact, it sounds like they're on their way. Fireball erupts, blasting you back and into the surrounding undead. I'm just going to try to do whatever damage I can. Yeah, Margaret will start swinging her uh, mace of disruption. Uh, Arvid, you got any any plans here? The moment uh, I can summon perhaps some help. These four are proving an issue for you. I'm going to look up at the up at the dais and then at Lex and then just fly forward and scoop my arms. Not ready for this yet. And he casts Dimension Door beneath you. You know, he can see where Thelonious is, so he just, he puts it like just above him. Oh, please, dear boy. And he casts Counterspell, which is not just going to shut your door, but rather redirect your door, and it's going to open at the top of the cavern. Squirming black tentacles fill a 20-foot square. You begin reaching up and, like, clubbing you. I will use my reaction to uh, cast Hellish Rebuke. Then I'm going to fly down and uh, do a shield strike and and try to move him five feet and tumble him down the stairs. Arvid has to make a strength-saving throw, which he does not make. Things aren't going the way Lex wanted. Now his boyfriend's half dead and his best friends just fell from the ceiling. (laughs) It's it's very bad. And then we hear this crack. Margaret, you see Thea and what you recognize as Flint, along with a small red-haired, pigtailed gnome. The undead are quickly rushing back to them and there's another crack off into the distance and a tall goliath falls down. What the What is happening? Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, he, him. Also with me today is Amy Moore. I can barely hear anything. What? Your clap was so loud. Uh, She, her, and I'm playing today, guys, playing today. And I'm playing, um, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm playing Thea Amastasia, she, her, and I'm playing uh, Gael Nighthunter Ogalakanu, she, they. Uh, yeah, what I didn't realize in the last one is that a- Amy listed so many character names. I was like, oh, one of them's got to be in it. I didn't list any. I said, I don't know. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, mm. I just knew Amy played so many characters. Like, one of them will be in it at some point. At the very, very end. Nope. Sorry. I kept I kept so, trying to be like, and what's Flanks up to at this moment? And you're like, he's not, you're not in this one, Amy. No. So if you heard heavy breathing in the back of that that's episode, me. that's just Amy hanging out. Uh, also with us, Rev to Shane. Hey, he, him, and I am Margaret Broadcloak. She, her. And Tom Lair. He, him, and I'm playing a very hurt Perseus and Flint. And Kyle Classic. Hey, he, him, I will be playing Varanox, he, him, and... Uh, I'm excited to do this. Let's go. And Carla Maxted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she, her, and I'll be playing Lex, he, him, and Lip Sinky, she, her. So many characters back. We did it, everybody. We, we, some people played no characters for one show and, uh, and, and one character. What, how did it feel to play one individual character for a brief moment? I mean, good until you. Until you screwed <coughs> over my idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom's holding on to some great. Oh, it's great. 
Tom's like, if it was with my game, I totally would have let you Pac-Man his head. Well, for the amount of times that you cried when I wouldn't let you use Cloud of Daggers. Russ <laughs> <laughs> is a bit of a baby about it. Uh, if you'd like yeah, to hear that, true. you can go it's to true. our Patreon, listen yeah. to the game that Tom DMs where he is the kindest DM. <laughs> the kindest, so kind. gentlest DM who just uh, handholds us through so many... Let's yeah. us do whatever we Hand want. Handholds and railroads at the same time. Yeah. It's quite it's weird. Can yes. I and slip? You just said kindless. Did I? Oh, you wow. sure did. Oh, wow. And I was like... <laughs> But you really? also get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron, Trent Ash. Hey, Thanks, Trent. Trent. Yeah, Trent. Thank Thanks. you so much. Nice. Thank you, Trent. And you can join us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. It would be the kindest thing you could do. <laughs> and now, fuck it, let's play. Okay. Uh, boom. Crash. The sound of my heart, heart the beat goes <laughs> on and on and on and on. <laughs> Is that our entrance music? I think so. It's pretty good. Yeah, I can't feel good about that, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. A crack rings out and a thud as your body hits the ground, Night Hunter. Tell me what you were doing before you ended up here on the beach back in the future. Uh, Well... Night Hunter was ready to make a stand next to um, their beloved wife and, like, just ready to essentially just die on the front lines, I think. Like, her, Elia, I I mean, Opal was somewhere there, too, and just kind of ready to hold down the fort or die trying. Um yeah, that's the last thing that uh, that she remembers. As you stared down Orcus's forces, this crack rang out from the tent that blew it apart. That signified that the, the, the travelers, with the intent to go to the abyss, had left. And you feel yourself, as you rush forward, being whipped up into this hurricane of energy. You look to your side and you see Ilya leaping off of these undead who looks back at you and you lock eyes as you disappear from that scene. You now lie prone on the stone floor of this cavern that you're in. You hear groans of undead and swift moving behind you. What do you do? Can I use an action to spring up? Uh, it, it would be half your movement. Doesn't need to be an action. Oh, okay. You can use an action if you want to. But no, that's... it's fine. No, because um, yeah, no. <laughs> if you wanted to do that cool thing where people like jump to their feet from mm. on their back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to, <laughs> but I'm not using an action for it. I'm just gonna do it. I feel like that's just how Night Hunter gets. Yeah, up. so run of the mill for her. <laughs> well, I don't know because mm-hmm. she's not lithe, right? So she's like really big and bulky. So I don't think that that she probably fell like forward in a you know, like crouching kind of like splayed and then like is slowly you know when people get up cool I don't know <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. you know people not springing up but like stepping up and, and they're lifting head, their head in the last moment like the fuck is going on here and without even thinking she just starts swing she's got her weapons right yeah, you have okay, everything that was on Okay, just didn't lose it in the whipping tornado she got whisked away in. Yeah, no, you okay. well, you had it in your hand, so likely it like sure. fell to the ground, so you picked it up as you stood. So as uh, as they get up, um, during the last straightening moment, she whips her arm out and slices to the side and behind her as she um, becomes aware that she is surrounded by the undead. This is exactly the way she left things. So she's just wheeling the corpse grinder around. In a hurricane, undead are being dispelled, and the black ichor from their bodies is being like, plastered across the wall as you, everybody else sees this Goliath enter from who knows where and begin clearing the spot around themselves. Thea, Flint, and Lipsinki, you <laughs> land, you see Night Hunter or the, what presumably is Night Hunter, crash down a distance from you. You've made Lex and Margaret 
off into the back, and Thea, you specifically see Thelonious at the top of the dais with another figure who looks familiar kind of off into the into the shadows behind him. Insert cool thing she says here. <laughs> <laughs> just just cut it back in, Russ? Yeah, oh, if okay. you could, we'll just do yep. a couple takes yep. later. I don't know how it's going to be like. I want to loose an arrow. I'm, I don't want to waste any time. Thea raises her head, sees Prim's Bane, grabs her oath bow, and fucking just shoots an arrow at him. Uh, but and before just she does some whispering. Before she does, she whispers <laughs> to it so gently. Swift death to you who have wronged me. And that's the sound an arrow makes. I love it. If you knew that. All right. Oh, please. Fuck off. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's taken off oh, her she headphones. She took off her headphones. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's it a bad is sign. In the room. It's fine. It's fine. What happened, Amy? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you haven't said it in so long. There's too much of a buildup. It was too. There's too much pressure. It's true. I there was only the one right way it could sound, go. This right sound effect. Fuck. Okay, um, so Thea, like, does what Thea does, and I think just, like, as she's even, like, notching the arrow in the bow, it's, like, swift, and she's like, seething mad, right? She's, like, swift, that's another one, and she's, like, <laughs> can't get it, and the performance, and there's things around, and I don't even think she gets it off, and, like, kind of, it like, boing, and then, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, two feet in front of her. That was fucking embarrassing. God damn it. As um, in that one, in case. <laughs> I mean, we all put it I know, you put it together. I just wanted now to say it out loud. Latu, Varakta, Nikto yeah. moment there. I'm so <laughs> mad. Um, well, I have, an, I have another attack. Can I, like, fucking just try to... <laughs> Or it's like, is, is it I done? I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you came back, you said your sweet catchphrase, you did what yep. you usually do, I roll didn't... a one. Oh. <laughs> so the fans are getting just the, everything. This is a lot of fan service going the on. This is the game fan service episode. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I just no. You know what? Thea will just like contemplate her life choices at this moment, and I'll just like play Night Hunter for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Flint and Lipsinki. Uh, I'll throw my dwarven hammer at this asshole. Uh, Thelonious is the asshole you're throwing at. <laughs> no, at uh, the yeah. uh, for fucking that up. <laughs> Get it together, asshole. <laughs> All right, that's enough out of you. All right, uh, that is a dirty 20 on the first one. Nice. And... The juxtaposition of our characters is just <laughs> Now, uh... 25 on the second one, Russ. You loose your hammer, flies through yep. the air, goes out and it strikes him, and then on the re recoil hits him again on the way back. Okay. Uh, give me some damage, please. I can definitely do that. It's 12 on the first one. And 12 on the second one. Thea leans over and goes, Hey, thanks for, thanks. <clears throat> thanks for stepping in there. Thanks. Yeah, you know what? You know I got your back. Do you think they saw? Is it? Oh, yeah. Every, everybody <laughs> saw it. Especially that cool Goliath over there. <laughs> Lipsinki, you are looking around. You see the the chaos that's happening around you, you hear just this before you met Varnox, how the messages you got from your patron were um, echoing and distant and, and sporadic and like uh, there were multiple voices coming from everywhere all at once, whereas after you met Varnox, things became a little more clearer. Things are now back to that chaotic mind state that you have been out of for 10 years. You look up to the dais and you see the hammer fly and it hits this dark elf who falls who from falls from this flying position down to the top of this dais. And in that, you see a figure kind of move in and out of a shadow. You get a distinct feeling that this individual looks very much like Varnox, who you left deceased back in the timeline who was crushed by Orcus. Uh, 
Y'all, y'all, he's here. They, they landed us right here. He's, I think, all right, you guys, I'm just gonna go, I gotta, Barnox is up there, so I'm just going to start making my way to the front, towards my friend. Undead all in front of you. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, I'll do something about that. Yeah, no, I know that's what you were looking for. I'm just, you know, laying the scene so you're not just like, I'm going to walk up. I'm just going to stroll on over. I'm going to bow as she passes. It's <laughs> that's right. We all have questions. Oh, well, well that's cool, but I'm not going to do that. I don't. Um, <laughs> save that one for later. I mean, don't save them all for later. Russ might totally drop you from 250 feet in the air. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, I think that I will just, like, my my bracers will turn into, like, uh, Sharpie's coming out, and I'm swinging Sharpie the shovel <laughs> back and forth just to, like, yeah. Clear it, you know? Just to raise the, the undead <clears throat> in front of you. Yeah. Exactly. Because now I've got a mission. And yeah, I don't know Thelonious. So, like, he's, let's he's think a he doesn't, person doesn't, doesn't care about that at all. Love that. We see you part, or break off from the group and are just begin cutting down people in front of you. We go back to Lex and Margaret, who have kind of uh, who have huddled down behind a, a a spot of rubble. Margaret, you're holding off undead. As Lex, you are greatly injured, being torn at and cr- and crushed by the onslaught of undead. We obviously, like from our vantage point, have seen these people arrive. Yeah, there's lo- bright light. <laughs> We determined that Lex and Lipsinki do know each other from the prison? Or oh, have shit. we not established right. that? They would have both been in there at the same time. So they should yep. for sure have a conversation. I mean, certainly I feel like Lipsinki knows Perseus at, in, in rat form. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right? Because... I forgot Feel that like- thread. Shit. <laughs> there's, there's a never-ending tapestry. There's a never-ending number of threads you've woven. <laughs> yeah, this is on you. I know that's totally on me. I I forgot those two happened concurrent <laughs> or like right after each other. Like, cause you played Lipsinky and then we on the escape to- found Lex, right? Yeah. yeah. And Perseus. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. All right. Well. Amy rolled I mean, that I one. That I it... forgot a storyline. All right. <laughs> I don't know that that matters other than Lex like has would, a spark yeah. of recognition. You would definitely recognize Thea and Flint. Yeah. Uh, Flint being much more uh, dragonborn-y looking. And then probably, yeah, Perseus for sure would have recognized Perseus as being attacked by undead, though. Yeah. Um, He's a so little you, preoccupied. <clears throat> Likely and you would I wouldn't I wouldn't recognize Perseus in this form because I only knew him as a rat. Yes. Just saying if, For if yeah. we are alive in a few minutes, maybe they can reunite. That'll be nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Love it. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Hint of recognition, maybe through an open door, passing a window kind of thing as you are being led to and from different areas of the building. Yeah. Love it. All that to say what I do is... <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, what do we, what do we do? We, we came here, we found him, and he's, they're very powerful, those that just arrived, but I feel like we failed. Well, we're not going to do any good here. We're going to make any kind of a chance. We got to get to them. You're right. You're right. Let's go. I start, like, schlogging my way forward, not thinking of a good plan, just, like, Movement. <laughs> the two of you begin uh, cutting your way forward in this in this scene, uh, making your way uh, to Flint and Thea would be the first people that you approach. Thelonious has fallen to the dais, and he turns and looks at Varnox, and he says, "Who, who, <clears throat> who are even we even supposed to be distracting?" 
picked up in the middle of the conversation <laughs> you were having. So it, long ago. <laughs> well, at this point, Thelonious, I don't think it really matters. It seems like with the arrival of some prestigious heroes, you may actually find your end here, and if you really need to know, well, Waterdeep. We were going for Waterdeep. Keep people in Waterdeep so we can set up a summoning pool in Blackpool. Something small, something off the beaten path. No one would think to look there. But you'll take that secret with you to your grave. And uh, if it's my turn, I'll attack. He's, uh, for all intents and purposes, prone at this point, so with advantage. Oh, dope, dope, dope. All right, that is going to be an 18. Second attack is either a 25. It's a 25. Please make a wisdom saving throw as you swing down towards uh, Thelonious. Okie dokie. That wisdom saving throw is going to be a 32. How was it? How was that? Give me some damage then. All right, that's going to be uh, seven bludgeoning, 13 necrotic, and then for the second attack, it will be... Ooh. Uh, five bludgeoning damage, 20 necrotic. Wow. Wow. Ouchie. Wow. <laughs> Forgot your wisdom was so fucking, fucking good, hey? <laughs> yes. Thelonious apparently didn't know who I was, but I knew who Thelonious was. There you go. Uh, you did he, your homework. He was, uh, for, for players, he was trying to temporal shunt you, so... Uh, basically, you just disappear to another point in time and then return uh, on your next action. Uh, at which point, yeah, very cool spell that is when cool. it works. Cool. Imagine yes. all of us sitting there going like, "Oh come on, <laughs> the whole thing." He was right there. <laughs> another point in time that would have been great, uh, and then and then probably dies like between, and then yeah, you never come back. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 we got japes. Yeah, that's right. Always a chase in the wings. Okay. Two huge blows go down into Thelonious, who playing the home game, keeping track of hit points, don't. Meaty wizard. That's right. I'm just standing over, kind of like looking straight face down at him like, this is your end. Not yet. Fall, you fucker. And he cast Dimension Door beneath you. Counterspell. <laughs> he cast Counterspell. No, I don't oh think I can God. reaction or reaction, <laughs> It's just I? an endless loop of them counterspelling <laughs> one <right>. another. <laughs> now, to be fair, my Counterspell <laughs> has to be cast at a fifth level. Have to be a roll on that. Uh, so Dimension Door is being cast at a fourth level spell. So you would, so first you would need to succeed on a, what did what did we say? A uh, uh, saving throw of something. Uh, wisdom, I think. Wisdom. Uh, yeah. When you cast a spell using a slot of fourth or higher, the interrupted spell has no effect if the level is less than or equal to the level of the spell slot. So I'm at fifth, you're at fourth. It would just cancel out oh, without so a roll. Cancelled out. Son of a bitch. Okay, well then. <laughs> And then we're going to do what the internet says, and he's going to try and counterspell you. So you're casting it at fifth, so I got to succeed on a, uh, a DC 10 plus the spell's 15. level. Might work. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Come on. Big money, big money, big money, big money. It's a 16 on the die. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So uh, the... The scene, the, the portal is beginning to appear beneath you, and we see Baranox casting Counterspell, which is which is beginning to close, and then uh, Thelonious says, Fuck no, not today! And wags his finger up at Varnox. <laughs> that sends, like, this reverberating, uh, like, wave that just extinguishes his Counterspell. And we see... Varnox disappear into the dimension door, and we want to drop you 250 feet, or do we want to move you somewhere else? You do whatever you're feeling. What do you think? What do you think Thelonious would do? I think he'd drop you 250 feet. Drop it like it's hot. You go up, and you see Varnox begin to fall. (laughs) 
Lex and Margaret, you are beginning to make your way and you see, Lex specifically, you see over top of uh, these undead and you see Flint and Thea beginning to walk away from you. So like this point it, like in the middle that would have helped you is now moving farther away. I guess I assumed, Rev, that Margaret and I were also going to try and like just dip in and pick up Arvid and Perseus on the way to where, you know, try and get them out. Um, I don't think uh, Lex is so focused on vengeance that he would be forgetting his his one true creepy love and his best friend. So I think, yeah, yeah. Thelonious is a little bit secondary to Lex than like getting the hordes off of his. Okay, you're making your way to Arvid. He would have been the closest at this point. You're clearing the way. Margaret using her shield and mace and you using your sword and you get to a point where you last saw Arvid. And as you get there, you clear away the undead and can you roll roll me a dice please? What kind of dice? A d20. A d20 dice. Do I want to roll low or high? Uh, I want you to roll. It's for a, it's for <laughs> a strength saving throw. 12. You get to that point and clear away, and you see the lifeless body of Arvid. Can I? Um. Let, I don't. I don't know if you want me to describe him, but I'm going to because this is an audio potty, audio podcast. <laughs> it's an audio <laughs> podcast. I guess I do need you to because I yeah. need to know, like, what is he dead, dead, in? or like D and D dead? Because yeah. there's things I can do if he's just D and D dead, but if he's like smushed or something, yeah, then his body has been. Picked and torn apart. He is spread over a good distance. His belongings no longer there. This isn't because of the twelve I rolled, is it? <laughs> oh no. That's really rude. It's my god. Take responsibility. Fuck. <laughs> Look, I already rolled and he rolled died. I was trying dice? to get you to roll to save him. <laughs> um, I think that had Lex been uh, built with tear ducts, there would be tears. But unfortunately, he does not have that way of expressing himself. Um, but there probably is even a further slowing of of his steps. Like he is quite injured himself and already kind of feeling like, I don't know if we can win this day. Yeah, so like it's a real bummer, I guess is what I'm saying. It's a real downer here. Margaret, you, I mean, you see the scene ahead of you too, but you also see the... The downturn in Lex and the slowing of of what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I think that you know this is not a sight that is unfamiliar to Margaret of of having lost people in a battle like this, especially something this large. And you know, pushing back at these undead with the shield. Come on, Lex. We gotta keep moving. Don't let it be for nothing. You're, you're right. Perseus is still there, and I just, I want us to be alive, and I want Thelonious to be dead, but I want us to be alive more. Two of you begin pressing forward again. Thea and Flint. You follow in behind Lipsinki. Um... Lipsinki, you had your eyes set on who you saw as Varanox and were further confirmed uh, as Varanox stepped out of the shadows to try and strike down 
uh, Thelonious. You now see Varnox dimension doored up and now falling 250 feet down towards the earth below. Think of that. What can I do? Save my friend. Does Thea see it too? Can yeah. she help out if Lipsinki is? Yeah. At this point, Thea. At this point, Thea and Flint, you would have seen Varnox step out, especially after Lipsinki called and said, "He's here." Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, that's, that's where you were making it to. So all three of you see this scene. Okay. Varnox falling. Can I do something cool? You gotta do it now if you're gonna do it. Thea looks up and sees Varnox um, start to fall through uh, a portal in the ceiling, essentially, uh, and she runs forward and using her um, wild shape, which she doesn't get off into because barely she forgets she's a druid. Uh, she will, she wild shapes into a clockwork dragon um, and Dang. flies upward to intercept or to at least, at the very least, slow down uh, Varnox's fall. Good timing. Uh, yeah, for everybody else, you see this, the, 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 the cool foley that's playing in the background is really, really awesome. Uh, as this as this mechanical dragon explodes from the ground uh, and Varnox, you see in one moment you're on the ground count, trying to counter spell Thelonious, next you're falling feet first towards the ground and you see this dragon rushing up beneath you. What do you do? Uh, just go. I didn't know he could just summon. Okay, that's very different. Um, I'm gonna try to grab onto the dragon because I definitely don't want to fall. No, take it from me. It's not great. <laughs> no. You reach out to grab the dragon. The dragon, un- unbeknownst to you, is trying to save you as well. So I feel like this this works because you're both trying to do the same thing without knowing that you're doing the same thing. Right. So Thea's going to, I assume, put yourself in a good position to be able to be to have parts of you grabbed by Yeah, Varnox. I'm hoping he's going to like land kind of on my back, grab my tail kind of situation. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm not like a giant creature, but I could at least slow a fall. As, as the scene plays out, Varnox, I'm... I assume there's a bit of uncertainty not knowing who the dragon came from, but clarity comes, at least in some respect, when you're able to grab onto the dragon and it doesn't just try and chomp chomp you uh, right. from the feet up. You then said you go and try and, and drag him and, and breath weapon. Yeah, as I'm sailing forward in the direction of... Um, Thelonious, I want to release a fire breath. It's a 15-foot cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, make, must make a dexterity saving throw. What happens is his protective dome comes up. Of course it does. As he sees you go to save Varnox and then fly another 150 feet towards him, time and perspective works in his favor in that moment. Fine. As my breath weapon doesn't work, we... I slow us to the ground. On the dais? I hover in the air. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the middle. Thought I'd come in nice and quiet, just kind of like sneak in here, because I have something that I want to tell you. It's almost my birthday! And because it's almost my birthday, I've decided to do game time this month. And we've got two amazing people who are going to be playing patrons, but... I'd really love three. Three's my favorite number. So maybe even four. Five would be great. So I'm getting a little greedy. It is my birthday, though. So consider it because I would love to play with you. You were doing so well. We didn't, weren't sure if we wanted to like, <laughs> I didn't steal know the, you guys were steal here. the shadow like you were the crushing it. Yeah. yeah. I know. That was like 100% Amy and 100% great. And that's how Amy runs game time is 100% great. It's <laughs> yep. great. I know exactly what I'm doing. You're in safe hands. Yeah. 10 out of 10 greats agree. Everybody always has a great time at Amy's table. And we we can't wait for, well, Carla's playing in it because Carla never gets to play with Amy at game times. And it is always shenanigans. 
Always. It's true. Always shenanigans. Uh, so patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. You can sign up for any tier there. But if you want to play in Amy's game time, which is coming up on April 23rd, 2022, the year of right now, <laughs> you can play with Amy. It's a morning game for us, so it's like a you know like a lunch hour Eastern ish uh, game. But all the details are at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Take it out, Amy. I'd really love it if you could come play with me for my birthday. Make sure that you put Bailey's or something in your coffee because you're going to need it. It's going to be crazy. Did Amy mention it's her birthday? Guys. No pressure. <laughs> birthday. But a little bit of pressure because that's what birthdays are for. <laughs> Don't disappoint the birthday. Girl. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm turning 35. So. So there you go. It's an important one. All right. Love do you. It. Bye. Oh, I mean, do it. I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Flint and Lipsinky. Dragon goes to save Varnox as both of you are like flipping through your Rolodex of cool vines to do and other doors to open. <laughs> uh, Thea's got mm-hmm. this one. You see Thelonious, the protective shield that you, is put up. I want to cast haste on Lipsinky. What does that give Lipsinky? Uh, target speed is doubled, gains plus two bonus to AC, has advantage on deck saving throws, and gains additional actions on each of his turns. An additional action. Nice. So that, that action can be used to take the attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. Lipsinky's going to now attack Thelonious, because now Thelonious did some shit to Varnox, so <laughs> she knows him now. Yeah. So she's going to Eldritch Blast him. Normally only has one attack, but I'm pretty sure I just uh, got another one. In case it changes your mind, you did see a protective barrier go up as a flame of dragon breath didn't seem to hit him. Well, God damn it! that's my coolest thing I can do. Why can't I hurt him? What, what's your dig speed? My dig speed, great question. I think it's under Sharpie. Yep. Um, it's very long because it's a cool, it's a cool thing someone made and made it very, uh... Thank you, Devin. Digging speed by 30 feet. Cut through stone at one foot per action. Ooh. So. That's rough. I mean, better than a regular shovel, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. True. Yeah, so I can't attack that fucker, eh? Um, (laughs) or I can, but it's just a waste, so I don't want to do that. You have clocked that there's another group in the room also making their way towards... Yeah, I mean, if Lipsinky was a different person, I think that yep, would matter. Know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so I'll just I'll just keep keep going and going faster now and and attacking zombies with Sharpie, I guess, on the way to Thelonious, because now I don't like him. Awesome, Lipsinky, you take off uh, Flint in in hot pursuit. Night Hunter, how's Night Hunter doing? How is Night Hunter? Probably loving it. Probably killed like 2,000 zombies. Emotionally, not great. No. (laughs) Feeling very out of place, feeling like just playing the look on Elia's face as she was sucked away over and over and over again, which I just think is intensifying the amount of slashing and chopping and slicing that she is doing um, in this group of undead scene we see with night hunter is like these like in the action movies when when like john wick is remembering his dog in that moment um with the quick like flashes back to the one you love i it sounded goofy but that the the sentiment is there okay she's feeling all Um, the john wick feelings you know like time has slowed down and you're just carving through the things around you taking the occasional like claw or bite or um, or, or like thud against you, you get rushed on and like blast them apart at one point, and it's and it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, just leaving and a it's pile dope as fuck, of bodies. Y'all. Yeah. Lex and Margaret, you are slowly making your way towards where Perseus was last seen. Tom has has rolled a strength saving throw for me. Tom, please tell everybody what that is so it's not like I'm just making shit up. Uh, it was an 18. Okay. You're clearing away and you get you get over top of where Perseus was and you see his belongings in the bag and the clothes 
and it looks like he's gone. I think Lex like falls to his knees. Perseus, are you are you here? I and maybe even is sadly kind of like trying to look around like for parts just to know for sure that he's gone because it's definitely not exactly the same scene that you saw with Arvid and you you are moving through his belongings and Margaret you're holding back the undead around you and you hear a small squeak and Perseus the rat makes his way out of the out of the the clothing and the satchel and out of that and scurries up your arm and into your pocket. Oh, Perseus. Thank God. We'll... We'll figure it out. Or you can stay like that if you want. That's fine, too. I just... Oh. And still kind of on my knees, I think I just look at Margaret like... Okay, so grateful, because I've really just been counting on her to keep me safe as I'm doing this very ill-advised thing, like crawling around on the floor. And, uh, yeah, get up and feel, like, a bit renewed. I am not completely alone again. This is the moment, Lex. We could leave. We could fly out that door right now. Do you want to keep going, or are we... Are we staying? Well, like you said, we can't, we can't make it all for nothing. Arvid's gone and we've made it all the way here. So I think, I think we keep trying if, if you're willing. I think in response, I scoop him up now that he has found, um, now that we know about the two other party members, um, and actually fly us to the center group. Part of the scene, Margaret scoops Lex and Perseus is, uh, inside of Lex's shoulder. Flint and Lipsinki are making their way towards the dais. The the clockwork dragon and Varanox are hovering just above the dais, setting down behind Thelonius, who is who is standing up before everyone, making their way towards him. And Margaret and Lex, you are the first to make your way to the top of this dais. As you get over top of it, Margaret, how do you release Lex? Yeah, I think I I just land us both down. The two of you land down in front of Thelonius, who looks at you and... Lex, it was supposed to be so much better with the two of us. It wasn't supposed to be this messy. Right, Farnox? It wasn't supposed to be this messy, okay? You can still... You're, you're strong. You you can... You can still come and help me help you. I would never help you. And I guess I'm going to try and attack him. I know he's in his little bubble because he's a big wiener, but... <laughs> uh, as, as he's... As he's just softening, quote, unquote, trying to, uh, in, in. <laughs> Get your mind out of gutter red. <laughs> I thought the same you thing, but I. You call him a big wiener, and then you talk about him softening. Yeah, fair enough. My bad. As he's trying to relay this emotion towards you. Rev belongs here. Yeah. He, and you grab your weapon and begin to charge towards him, his face shifts. And Margaret, you feel the same heat as when he last cast Fireball. And you see it welling up in his hands in front of him, and he releases it towards Lex as Lex is charging towards him. I'm going to use Vigilant Guardian, uh, which lets me switch places with someone like seeing that this I know that we are both in bad shape and seeing uh, this fireball coming at Lex uh, I switch places with him 
the fireball erupts towards Lex, and Lex, you see this light rushing towards you, and in a flash, you are back and off to the side, and you see Margaret taking the brunt of this fireball, engulfed in this flame as it passes over her, and further back into this cavern, exploding on the wall. Describe the stance, describe the scene that Lex sees of Margaret. There is this moment where they switch places, um, that it's like the shield kind of breaks in front of Lex and moves him back and to the side. And as the fire runs over the shield and starts to engulf Margaret, she is bracing against it and looks back at Lex and there's just a little bit of a smile and with her free hand she casts back her mace to Lex's feet and then the smile and Margaret are both gone. So look of satisfaction in Thelonious's eyes, then a look of confusion as he sees not Lex before him, but Margaret. And he looks over to Lex with this almost relieved sensation washing over his face. Ah, uh, well, I guess I pick up that dope mace. Don't want that to be for nothing. And as you pick up the mace, you see that in the leather around it. It has a something etched in it and it says we watch out for those who others overlook. And as I read that, I think I'm going to quickly reach into my pocket pull Perseus out and give him a little smooch on his cute little furry head. Say, you take care of yourself, buddy. And put him down because I'm going to run at Thelonious again and I don't want to carry him there with me. Thelonius is stunned for all intents and purposes and is not moving as you run towards him. As sort of fast as I can with my shambling body, um, I go towards him with that mace uh, sort of in my last stand against him because... I'm not doing so great either. You rush across and you swing down hard into Thelonious. Margaret's mace crushes down into his body. You hit him hard once and he falls to the ground. He looks up in disbelief and anger and fear you reach back to hit him a second time and as the mace hits this black pool extends out from beneath you and splashes up and around the two of you and crashes down and we hear crushing and as this wave roils out the two of them are gone Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 120, starring Amy Moore as Thea and Night Hunter, Carla Maxted as Lex and Lipsinki, Tom Laird as Perseus and Flint, with Kyle Classett as Varanox, Rev DeShane as Margaret Broadcloak, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. A huge thank you to our good friend Rev, who joined us consistently over the last three years to bring Margaret to life as a part of Team Lex. What started as a fun side arc one-shot turned into a story of dedication and heart while bringing workers' rights to the forefront across the realms. Thank you, Rev. Hear more from Rev on his show, The Crit Show, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Production and sound design of this episode is by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, 
Cat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Craig Zeiss, Aaron Stevens, Darylith, Lulahan, Charlie Worley, L.A. Branton, and Nathaniel Teeter. You can support us and the shows we create directly by visiting patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Join us today to help us reach 100 patrons, and when we do, we'll host another hilarious and amazing exclusive live show for each and every one of our patrons. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. Guys, I'm like 98 degrees, which <laughs> is absolutely true. Um, but like in like centigrade, no, in like Kelvin, I'm not sure. I feel very warm right now. Mm. I'm really mad about what happened. <laughs> I feel like I've been waiting such a long time to play <laughs> and to like fight this character. I've never been on an episode where you have gotten to play, so I think... <laughs> well, is it living up to all the hype? Rev has been coming back year after year after year. Just waiting to play with me. <sighs> yeah, it's everything that you thought it would be and more, right? Yeah. yeah. I, You know, if someone was going to roll one die in my presence, why not that one? What's going to be that one? Can I do okay. my cool thing, or do, uh, well, do you want time to look look I, something up? I guess. I, I guess. Do you want to talk amongst yourselves? What's going to be the coolest thing to do? <laughs> okay, here's my thing. I want to shift, shape shift into a clockwork dragon. I want to fly and catch him on my back, and as I'm soaring toward Thelonious, I want to let out fire breath at him. I want. Well, I mean, I don't That's, know what I could do that would be cooler than that. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, as far as things that I, are cool, I feel cool. like that's a pretty fucking good one. I was gonna summon a vine out of the wall to try to catch him. <laughs> that would've been good too. You know, I was like, I can open a different door, but that's just gonna send him somewhere He's just bad. Falling through I'm doors trying to, to get this speed. guy to like us. So the whole Loki love Doctor that Strange plan. situation. That's I've right. been falling right. for thirty minutes. <laughs> uh, I switch places with him. Counterspell on Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> just to be a dick. You're not getting your Obi Wan Kenobi moment. <laughs> I can't. If Russ had just described that and I was like, oh man, that's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to Say to Sarah, sometimes you gotta make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire! We're gonna be on fire, baby! And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor. It comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.